Welcome to the Green Element Podcast, where business and sustainability come together. Hi, Robin. Thank you very much for joining the Green Element Podcast. It's, um, it's, I can't wait to listen to uh, all about your organisation and what you do and how you help people, largely because we've known each other now for, I'd say, probably about a year and a half now, oh, yeah. working together through um, different means. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So tell us a bit about who you are, what purpose um, you have and who you work with. Uh, great. Well, thank you, uh, Will. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, we're um, a sustainable transport consultancy. Our focus, our world is all around basically promoting and developing sustainable travel options. And that what that means is actually we're very much around sort of the doing and making the difference on a day-to-day basis. Um, so we're working with employers. Uh, we're working with communities, residential communities. And it's really about trying to embed sustainable practices around travel. Uh, so it's around the walking, the cycling, the car sharing, electric vehicles, embracing that and giving people choices, not preaching to them, but giving people choices. Uh, because we find that, you know, so many people are, you know, just default. The default to what is probably the, the youth doing, haven't thought about other options. And there are, there are certainly a whole range of options. And in terms of our kind of motivation, you know, why, um, you know, 10 years ago now, uh, I set the business up. We were very much sort of focused around actually, can we make a difference? It might just be a small difference, but I, my background prior to that, I've been in uh, sort of uh, corporates, but also large organizations. And coming out of that, you kind of think, well, okay, great. Um, I really had an appetite then actually to be part of something which in the day was actually maybe that's where I could actually more visibly see the difference on a day-to-day basis. And uh, once upon a time, I did a transport degree and I worked in the, uh, in the bus industry. And I'd also worked then with businesses as well. And it was that kind of blend of different things that came together that really kind of made me think, actually, um, is there a market here for actually creating a practical place, space, where we could provide advice uh, and support around the travel? You know, be that travel to work or whether that's travel you know, to and from residential areas. Uh, we just sort of thought there's, there's, there's an opportunity there. And my own personal motivation, you know, was also driven by, you know, my own Christian faith. Um, I just thought, actually, I want to do something at the end of the day where, you know, uh, yeah, money's important, but there's more than that. Um, interestingly, my wife had just set her own business up, uh, social enterprise, two years before. So there's a little bit as well thinking, well, you know, she's done that. <laughs> what, what can I do? You know, <laughs> you know, she's making a success of that. Yeah. And, you know, hey, look, what can we do here as well? And what, what business is that? Uh, she's in uh, in preschool, uh, so it's a it's a play group that's been running now for twelve years uh, called Hopscotch uh, in Leicester. I'm a, I'm a non-executive director on that one. Um, yeah, so very very different space, you know. You know, dealing with young children. You know, we're more more often not with engaging with corporates. Um, yeah, but similar principles. You know, they're set up as a cooperative. We're set up as a cooperative. Um, you know, and it's in, in very different ways. It's about making, it's not adding value, you know, out of the day. And, you know, it's, it's more than just about, you know, obviously you've got to generate you know, profit out there, but it's actually, it's doing some something with that profit that is for a greater purpose. So why did you set up as a cooperative? Um, we've really kind of, I suppose, a consistency. It's really looking to have a consistency of approach, really, to say, well, actually, I wanted it to be very much, even though initially it was just myself, 
Uh, there's now five people in the business. Um, I didn't want a sign of success for me with the organisation was probably in you know in years to come. We're not people not just seeing it as being it's Robin Pointing, um, Accurate Travel Solutions. I really wanted it. In, the important thing was actually it's about the organisation. And to do that in some ways, it's about finding different ways. You know, we're still working, it's work in progress. How do you find different ways in an organisation where you go from that dynamic of where it's one person? And one person, you know, I was very, you know, still very well known in the business community and trying to get other people to be recognised and to feel ownership. So, Having a cooperative sort of model, you know, which we're a workers' cooperative, kind of helps that. Um, but yeah, it's still very, very much work in progress. But I really do try and, and try and, you know, when people give a quote and say, um, "We're really, you know," or they might have said in the past, or I think, you know, Robin's business is really great, or whatever. I say, well, actually, I don't really want that. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not about me. <laughs> it's about the business because there's oh, no longevity in that, is there either? Yeah, that's right. I'm going to be, you know, one day I'll, I'll be moving on, you know, possibly. I'm, I'm not got no plans to do that. But, you know, um, you know, about if, if every time everybody knocks the door, you know, and asks for, you know, would like to do business with yourself and they always ask for me, then actually also it's restricted. Um, you know, because actually, you know, they're not, you know, they're not going to get me much of the time. Um, it's, so it's really important that other people uh, have the ownership, they have the skills, um, and the passion, you know, in that area. You know, so it's, such, it's so important the people you, you engage, you deploy, um, that they're so key with it. Mm. Yeah, 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 I totally agree. The, um, what would you say your business superpower was? I love this question. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I was looking at some of the other, other pod, you know, podcasts that you've done and listening to some of the answers, you know. I think, they're all so different, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, so I think, you know, I mean, I think where people see the point of difference, uh, I, I know, if you call it superpower, you can call it superpower, is, is the way that we translate, actually, the, the, the whole intention and the, you know, the, the, the focus around sustainable into our very practical actions, and particularly around how we, we can, I suppose, we take the, the carbon agenda and, 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 and make, that, make the currency about, actually, how do you save cost here? Uh, and I'm sure your, you know, your experience as well, you know, there is a certain amount of glazing of eyes at times when you say, well, actually, this is really important. You know, just as last, you know, a few days ago, we had a very, you know, really key um, uh, report coming out, you know, from the IPCC, you know, and still it's kind of, you know, it's, it's gone over people's heads, you know, the latest reports on climate change, you know, um, it, it just made me smile, you know, earlier in the week on Monday, it was the headline news. And then the next day, the headline news on Radio 5 was, was the uh, couple in, in Strickland from dancing. You know, what, 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 you know and their, their, their flirtations. What world are we living in here, which gives us equal weight to some inconsequential, you know, flirtations versus actually we've got a big problem here with, you know, in terms of how we're looking after this planet. You know, but that's the, that's the world we live in. Um, but I think, going back to superpowers, I think it's very much for us, it's about what they've seen. And we've developed these two products called SmartGo and LocalGo. SmartGo for businesses, LocalGo for uh, communities like new housing developments. And what we then say, look, participate in this, save money on how you travel, use that as a way of finding a, a way in to actually doing things which are more smarter, more sustainable going forward. Okay, brilliant. So can you tell us about how you engage your staff and suppliers and customers 
with your mission and purpose? Yeah, I think we've, I mean, the one thing we've done, and we need to, I know, we, we need to continue to think about new ways, you know, we're, I'm sure that many organisations you engage with, you know, we certainly don't think we've sussed it. Um, I think the best thing we've done around that space and in that area is where we've created on the SmartGo side, we've been running our SmartGo since 2010. Uh, it's really only been the last sort of two or three years that it's really kind of accelerated. Mm-hmm. Um, but for, for us, I think where we've seen the greatest benefit is that um, we've set up the SmartGo more local communities of businesses. So Stevenage, Philippines, uh, and Leicester, where we've created the same networks of businesses where they meet. We um, ask the business to actually chair that, um, to actually take the lead. Um, though it's, you know, it's not a big, a big ask, but we really want businesses to take ownership. Um, and also then we get, I suppose, in some ways, what's the supply side on the table as well? Because what's key here is I mean, the transport providers, because they are part of the answer here. Um, sometimes it's part of the problem as well, but it's getting them out the table. <laughs> you know, and seeing actually there's a shared agenda here. And, yeah. um, you, know, you know, we are all generating this, this travel piece. And, and, and for us, you know, what we're trying to do is uh, getting people around the table is actually recognise actually yeah, we're kind of all part of this problem around the mobility and, and the more the challenges that there are uh, for greater mobility in this country. But actually, we can all be part of that solution as well. Mm. Um, and some of that is about collaboration, about actually sharing ideas, about actually saying, actually, we can do a, a, shared, a shared thing here. So, you know, an example being um, where we work with businesses, you know, we'll typically we'll gather data around where the staff traveling from, um, to those different points, and then and then feedback with the organisations in terms of the transport providers to actually say, look, we've got these demands in these different locations. Actually, how, how do you, how can you take this as a commercial opportunity and actually provide greater links? Because often, you know, what people will say is, you know, well, um, I'm interested in travelling, you know, by the options, but they're just not there, which is a fair point, you know, and for many people, that's the reality. So. You've got to then say challenge and put the put the ball back in the, the operator's court to say, well, actually, look, here's the data and here's the business case to actually do something different. Because often they're not engaging collectively with organizations. You know, the focus of most of the operators is very much in the here and now. You know, so we're trying to bridge that gap that there is uh, between, you know, employers who, who often operate solo, transport providers who a at times don't have the energy or the resource to engage on a more collective base and then we can come into that space there to say, look, can we create a critical mass here that actually means actually there's some demand here to actually sustain something greater uh, in terms of transport links. Mm. Okay. Mm. And when it comes to running an ethical and sustainable business, what would you say your biggest struggle so far was? And can you let us know how you've overcome it? Yeah, I think, I mean, one of the things you know we we realize i suppose in terms of you know we're not we're not we're not great or great on big on processes you know in terms of having big big policies you know and we've got an environmental policy and we recognize that probably you know, we need to we need in one sense to be doing more i do think though what we're what i think because of the nature of what we do i think there is there's a kind of culture already there so it's not that as i say you know we're we're not walking the floor and you know we are you know that there's that there's that inbuilt thinking about how when we travel 
you know, you know, we're not driving around in uh, flash cars and, you know, and, and, and just defaulting to the car. Sometimes we use cars, but, you know, we make, we make choices, informed choices around how we travel. So I think it's probably, it's more about, it's around this sort of the, the, the evaluation and monitoring, it's possibly in that area and just sort of getting a bit more metrics into that space really where we're not that good. You know, I, you know, I suppose six months, nine months ago, we had we had a kind of fairly major sort of repositioning of our business. You know, we large part of our contract base um, or clients suddenly two major so clients as say their their business stopped. You know, wasn't any it was just a natural cycle of public sector funding, um, and we then found that you know that that was probably bringing in around about two thirds of our revenue, and so we had to really rethink. And at times like that, when a business has to retack, as it were. In terms of its direction and in that, um, I think we found that probably you know some of our you know our policies and practices will say weren't kept up to speed. So I'm fairly sure you know we are going to walk in the talk. I think where we're perhaps weaker is the evidence. Yeah. yeah, I think I think you actually touched upon a really um, pertinent point that you hear on a fairly yeah. regular basis, and I get it's that this I guess isn't particularly sustainable. Well, it's not particularly environmental. That's definitely sustainable. Where I remember my dad used to say to me, be really careful, don't put all your eggs in one basket. And you've just touched upon that, haven't you? If two thirds of your business is coming from one revenue stream yeah. and that dries up. I remember um, I did some work for an advertising agency in London. I think they were called IP or anyway, 99% of their work came from government. Right. I hadn't thought about it. Mm. And then... I think it was when the a one a government came over. I can't remember which government. It doesn't matter what government it was. The work they just switched. The mm. government went. Actually, we're going to outsource this to a number of different. We don't think that one should take all. Yeah. And literally overnight, they lost all their work. Yeah. Mm. And they folded. Mm. And it was it was really sad. Actually, it was really sad to see because they were a really good good organisation. Mm. But it's. It is hard and it's worth thinking about, isn't it? Because the longevity that we were talking about from that you were talking about before with your with the cooperative model and everything, it's all a part of the same picture. It may not necessarily be completely environmental, but it is certainly sustainability. Hmm. That's right. And if you if you're looking to do some you know, do some good stuff longer term, you've got to find a way to, you know, in terms of the sustainability, the viability of the business and the ways of achieving that and, and it's not it's not that in some ways we weren't we weren't it's not that we're, at the time we weren't conscious i think we were very you know we were conscious actually we've got a lot of activities there the trouble is large projects suck, suck you in and actually the amount of space you have to do other things is more limited what mm. back of that you know, in some ways is through endeavor and, uh, and engaging better with our clients with a far wider and more diverse um you know uh, our clients really you know from different sectors and more so from the private side, you know, because one of the realities in our world over the last few years is that the, the public sector commissions are not as big as they used to be. And I think that's probably not, not a bad thing. I'm not sure that some of the public sector commissions that were out there were necessarily making, making a great difference in incredible amount of places. Yeah. And, and engaging now more with corporates and also engaging more with the single transport providers, I think it's, it's, a, lot of, it's a lot of fun, really. Um, right. 
there are a lot of things that are broken in how our transport system works in different things. Everybody, most people have got my opinions on it. You know, in terms of whether it's the railways, you know, the, the bus industry or, you know, the cycling provision. So a lot of work to be done, um, you know, and we're doing a very small piece of work really, but trying to knit some of those things together and make it make it work better. Because mm. there is there is a, a quite a gap of, of the actual perception, mm. uh, you know, and and the perception is is actually worse than it is. The actual needs to be better though, <laughs> as well. So you know, we're trying to play a little bit on on both on both places, both you know, challenging individuals. I think actually there are some options, perhaps more than you thought about, and at the same time engaging, you know, with the providers. They come on, how do you up your game here? How do we help you up your game? Because you know, um, you know, we are far from perfect, and everybody will, you know, will often tell about tales of you know, you go to Copenhagen, you know, you go to Amsterdam, and you see you know. <laughs> practice around travel, which is, you know, so much more sustainable um, yeah. and the whole lifestyle, which is saying that people think actually that's a good thing. Yeah. Mm. Um, your sound has got definitely worse. It wasn't amazing right at the beginning, but it was good enough. And it's, it's I feel like that it's, it's almost like you're going underwater a bit. Okay, right. Okay, maybe if I, if I speak more pronounced, yeah, that's much better. I think okay. maybe that's what you were doing beginning, and then you became maybe more relaxed. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps so. Okay, I should be more defined. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you. Because yeah, yeah I was just starting to struggle to hear, and I just thought, actually, I don't want to stop you. But yeah, do you want to do you want to go back at all? No, well, no, but I deliberately waited until I think. Let's. I'll have a listen to it, and I'll send you over a copy okay. of it. And if yeah. you're happy with the quality of it, then. Yeah, we'll go ahead and if you're not then we can always do the whole thing again i don't know okay yeah or you know first part or whatever um if you could offer one piece of advice to our listeners which could help them with their purpose what would that be i think it would be um around it's I suppose be don't go chasing the money <laughs> Um, around, um, we've, you know, we've, we know from, you know, particularly on the public sector side, there's in the past, certainly, if you don't, if you just go chasing money for money, um, your, your purpose, your brand, what you're known for will get, will probably get compromised. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so, you know, we, within the, you know, particularly we've had this in the past with the, you know, EU funding, which all sometimes looks very attractive. Um, often it becomes a nightmare to then administer, and and then equally you get involved in in I suppose in, in partnerships sometimes. Some, some partnerships are, are, are fantastic and really add value, but sometimes if you're going for something because actually I think actually this money is going to be important to sustainability in the business, but the, the actual purpose behind that funding isn't probably isn't aligned mm. clearly with the business itself. Then the, the real danger is, is that you'll find yourself, let's say, your brand is compromised uh, and actually doing stuff that you don't enjoy doing. Mm. And we're fortunate, and, and, but I think it's I think our, almost a litmus test for us is, is kind of be doing, doing work. Not all every job is, you know, it's five out of five in terms of pleasure, but if we're doing other jobs which are down at the, the one or two scale, we've really got to question well, what, what's happening here? Are we just doing work because actually, um, we're just doing it because actually we, we, we want the money and 
So I think it's it, the, the message really, I think is, it is really the interesting question really. Are, are you just chasing money for the money? Um, and, and unless you can add real value to that project, then, you know, sometimes it may be almost better to say actually to, the, to, to a client or a potential client, it's a difficult one, uh, to say actually on this one, I think actually we, we can't really add a lot of value. Um, that ultimately longer term actually will build a far better relationship um, with them because hey, you, you know, you'll gain their respect. At the time, initially, <laughs> it can be difficult because you're thinking, hello, what am I doing here? But I think we've, we've kind of, you know, we're learning that really more, more and more actually about saying, hey, don't just go chasing the money for money. Mm-hmm. Uh, ask yourself the question, can we add value in, in, in you know, with this particular project and activity? Yeah, yeah. No, good advice there. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it comes to reducing your environmental impact and carbon footprint of your business, what would you say your biggest challenge or frustration was? I think the biggest, um, I suppose, frustration, I, I think, is around, it's what referenced earlier, really. It's about, I suppose, it's been, a, it's been able to, we're probably, we, need, we do need to get a little bit stronger around the evidencing of that, you know, and just being able to say, right, look, this is what we've, this is what we've done, this is what we've done now, this is the difference. Um, I'm fairly sure, you know, in terms of culture, in terms of the, with, you know, in terms of, a culture organisation is that actually we're, we're you know we are walking the talk, uh, but if somebody says to me, okay, prove it, then maybe I say that because it was a little bit more tricky, and I would have to go away and <laughs> you know do some work and speak to our you know colleagues within the business. So I think there's an element there where we you know we could we 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 could do better, um, but I, as I kind of thinking mentally in my head at the moment about what we do. Um, you know the travel, the consumables we use. Um, you know, think, you know, the opportunities to do less or to reduce that for the minimum. I mean, there is one thought that just come to mind. I, I, I do need to do something. I mean, we're in in service offices in both Leicester and Bristol. You know, mm-hmm. and that can be a little bit of a. Um, you can sometimes that becomes a bit of an abdication of responsibility because it becomes obviously you're one step away. You know, from engagement, you know, so other people are dealing with things, but you know, I think that's something you know we need to we need to really challenge our landlords about those areas as well, and not just use it as an excuse to say, well, actually, they deal with the, the refuse or they deal with the energy. Absolutely, absolutely. I think, um, and I think that actually, you'll probably find that quite a lot of other businesses or organisations within your shared workspace probably feel the same mm. and you would be a catalyst this is what we found um i mean we wwf are in a building um in edinburgh and they were rather surprised to find that when they moved into the new building and they spoke to them and went right in the first kind of group meeting of the um tenants we'd like better recycling bins we'd like better energy effectiveness we'd like this we'd like to be more environmental and everyone else in the building was like, oh, brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. And they all got behind it because yeah. they all felt exactly the same. But no, everyone had their day jobs and they just needed a, you know, and the WWF are the same as you, you know, they are keen environmentalists. So therefore they had something that they wanted to push straight off the back. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think brilliant. Definitely. Really, really good thing to do. Yeah, so you know, I mean, this, um, you know, this, uh, the, uh, the webcast now is, is, is just a useful prompt and uh, sort of uh, 
paid to me to say, come on, <laughs> we need to do something. <laughs> we need to have a conversation with the landlord. <laughs> so do you mind if our listeners email you and ask you if they ask you? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's right. We're, we're all called to account. You can't say no to that now, can you? <laughs> 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 um, tell us a bit about how you approach um, environmental management and carbon footprinting. So how how we do that? Well, was the question. Yeah, how you approach it? How you approach environmental management? So going into the more um, the more day say, I mean, do you travel a lot? Do you um, do you consciously do a lot more video calls? Do you um, go by train as opposed to driving? You know, how do you approach environmental management and yeah, we have what's kind of in our called the travel decision tree, you know, and, um, you know, this is about helping just individuals, you know, and there's it's as much a mental process as it is about going to a policy document. But there is that, that thinking around, you know, when we're traveling, our, our default will be on longer journeys. Um, I'd say would be to go by train. Um, you know, I mean, we don't, we're, we're a UK business, so um there are you know say so flying is say is rarely ever comes into it as a, even even a consideration you know but you know car versus train it's not just about it's not just thinking about the also the relative cost of those and the carbon cost because you know by train there is a there is a greater time saving in one sense and mm. you're you know driving is a dead cost you're behind the wheel that's actually you virtually can't do, do much you know whereas sometimes my best thinking is done on trains you know, so I'm off the, you know, after this, off the podcast, I'm off to Birmingham, you know, and off by train. So, you know, I would never, ever think anything else. But often, maybe sometimes taking a bike, and that to do the, the last mile on the bike, you know. So, you know, we're doing that. Uh, one of the colleagues you know, often is driving an electric vehicle, um, you know, keen, keen cyclists in the, in the team as well. You know. So it's already, it's already kind of in the, in the DNA. Um, you know, and so that's how we're kind of doing it. You know, and then we have done, we do kind of within our expenses reporting, we do basically look at the, the carbon impacts on the, you know, in terms of the different forms of travel. Because um, travel is probably is the one thing that we, we do want to pick on. Um, but as I say, we're doing what we can to obviously minimize that uh, carbon impact. Is there any advice or learning that you'd like to share with anyone listening to this podcast? And I, I guess I would extend that to any clients you've worked with as well. So um, you're in a fortunate enough position to have seen a number of organisations um, become more environmental. So is there any, any kind of advice that you could give to people? I think for the embedding of sustainability, I think our, the conversations we have with businesses, it, it's about it's about language often is important. It's the language you use, um, you know, and when a set, Go travel sleeping for 10 years ago. Um, that language was probably was very much all about the green agenda. Um, we know from experience that actually, if you just approach uh, an organization purely on the green agenda, sadly, in many ways, um, the engagement levels are, are not always great, you know, because they perception, not the reality, their perception is that means equal cost, inconvenience, um, the reality. Is often a bit different. So often our, our way in is really talking about it's about the business case behind it, um, and often the business case has to include you know includes money within it. So you know it's about, when we talk about with our employers around Smart Girl, we're often what we do for them is to give them um, value statements or you know to say well actually you paid this much for your membership, 
this is how much you've actually saved in terms of cost savings for travel. Um, because at the end of the day, money is such a common, it's the, it's the common denominator as a currency. Um, and often, if you can introduce them sustainability on the back of that, then actually you've got a bigger audience because everybody in business has an interest in, in, in costs. Um, sadly, not everybody's got an interest in, uh, in sustainability and carbon. Um, it's just dawned on me that, um, could you in a nutshell describe the membership um, part of your business? So mm -hmm. because you've just touched upon it and I've just realized that actually we didn't talk about it that much and it's such an, I think it's such an important thing and it's such a good thing that you've got that, um, yeah, if you could just, if that's okay. Yeah, okay. So in terms of the membership scheme we have for employers, we've got two schemes. We've got SmartGo, which is for employers and staff, and then we've got a scheme called Local Go, which is more around communities. So it might be a housing association, it might be a new housing scheme. So I think the SmartGo is more relevant. Uh, certainly in this situation. SmartGo is a membership scheme. Uh, the employers pay a fee, a membership fee for the year. And we're certainly been pleased you know, through this offer, sort of a, um, an interim you know, offer, as it were, for people that you know listening to this. Um, and that scheme is basically, you know, once they back, uh, pay for that membership, they then get access for them and their staff to a whole range of travel discounts. So over the years, we've kind of negotiated with many of the different operators from train operators, buses, uh, cycling, um, and a range of sort of complementary areas as well around that to basically give in financial incentives to help people. Um, and what SmartGo comes with, as well as those incentives, is an online platform for, to make it easier for employers to participate and then involve their staff. Um, and then we have a, a communication platform that works you know, throughout the period then to help engage organisations and staff. And what we're finding fairly consistently is that there is, um, you know, there is year on year we've got, you know, we've got evidence that our people are, are changing behaviours, uh, you know, because we know, you know even though, it, yeah, the financial incentives are, you know, they're sort of 10, 15, 10% sort of incentives. It are, there are incentives that get, get people to, to look at them and think, actually, um, I'll, I'll look at that. And we're finding, you know, the switching from single park occupancy levels of, you know, maybe up to 10, 15% is fairly common, really. You know, so it's not just about people getting a discount who are already travelling by buses and trains. Uh, we can see evidence, actually, it's in drawing new people in, people that ordinarily were thinking, actually, I'll go by car, it's the only option of thinking actually to see the to see the discount, to see the incentive and think actually, you know, let's do that. So certainly we'd be very delighted to offer sort of twenty percent off the, the membership rates. You know, if people are saying, you know, get, get in touch uh, with uh, ourselves, you know, we'd give that as a as a as an incentive to say, look, have a look at it and see whether it works for you. Brilliant. Brilliant. So um what's the best way we can connect with you more? And of course we'll be putting a lot of this on our um, podcast show notes um, but yeah so how, how do we learn more about your organisation um, I mean the, by all means people want to come through to me um, you know so um, I guess the, my details will be on the sort of the, the information with the podcast so you know it's, it's robin.pointing at, uh, at um, go-travel-solutions.com a bit of a long domain name um, but that's me so if people want to come in you know we're quite happy just to have informal conversations.
you know, about ideas and stuff around that, you know, uh, and yeah, down, downstream, it can add some value, great, but happy to just have that conversations. And in terms of for smart go, probably the best way of accessing that would be to go directly to our smart go email. So if, if people are watching this and they, they want to get more information around that, then if the email is in info at smartgo.co.uk, so a lot, a lot shorter name, info at smartgo.co.uk, <laughs> and say, you know, um, we've listened to the podcast, you know, interested in that, you know, understand there's a, there's a discount of 20%. Um, can you give us, give us more details than uh, myself or probably with, with colleagues like Phil? We'll get in touch with them and uh, you know pass on more information. That's great, brilliant. Thank you very much for your time today. It's been fascinating, brilliant talking to you. Um, thank you very much. Okay, many thanks, Will. Okay, thank you. Thanks so much for listening. We created this podcast for you, so we'd really appreciate any feedback you want to give us. You can do that by rating and reviewing on your favourite podcast. Or for iTunes, visit www.greenelement.co.uk forward slash apple. If you'd like to keep in touch, then we invite you to join our free Facebook community, which is everything to do with sustainable and ethical business. Lots of daily conversations, themes and great ideas. A really great place to work and network with like-minded individuals. If you open Facebook and search for the Green Element, hit the group search function, we will let you write in. All of the show notes, any links, any references to the, on this podcast will be featured on our website, greenelement.co.uk. As a special thank you for listening, please head over to www.greenelement.co.uk forward slash podcast 2018 and you can pick up a free guide on how to green up and environmentalise your business or organisation. That's greenelement.co.uk forward slash podcast 2018 finally i would like to thank ben chatwin for writing the fantastic opening music he is an amazing artist with a phenomenal following it was a privilege he said yes to even write it for us we look forward to seeing you next week and hope you have a wonderful day <laughs>